Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring choose your membership rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of January 23rd, 2022. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. Before I jump into looking at the celestial aspects this week, I did want to mention that I'm taping this on Saturday. It was earlier today that Bitch Nahat Han a very influential, very important Zen Buddhist monk did pass away. And one of his core teachings that always stood out to me was his exploration of freedom. Now, it's interesting to me that I'm talking about him, but you know that I have been a student of Buddhism for a long time. I'm very much open to wisdoms of the world and uh, spent some extended time in Thailand in particular, learning there in the Buddhist temples. And especially with Han's teachings, um, he discussed freedom and this idea that living completely in the present moment is a type of freedom and perhaps the most important freedom there is. And this may be unusual uh, for me to start a horoscope video with because normally when we talk about horoscopes, we're looking at energies, we're looking ahead, we're looking at the future. I remember being in Thailand and trying to talk to monks and I actually did have a few conversations with different monks at the different temples. Some were very informal like I would be there on the property and somebody would start talking, I would talk to them. I would recognize through their robes that they were monks. Um, other times it was a little bit more formal in that many temples had spaces uh, that were set up, like ask a monk uh, type of thing, where they would uh, have somebody there open to foreigners uh, to answer your questions. And so, uh, two particular situations kind of stand out to me, and I was thinking about them in relation to the teachings uh, of Han. And I was thinking about one particular Buddhist monk, and I remember uh, talking at, at length. Um, there were other people there, Europeans, and we were all discussing together uh, and asking this monk different questions. And uh, he was a little baffled by my questions, but these were honest things that I was thinking about at the time. Um, and he was talking about karma and how how it is that what we do um, can reap an outcome. And essentially this idea that whatever we do comes back to us. And this is how karma is often understood. And I asked him, I said to him, what happens if you have a pure heart and you have the best of intentions and you are taking actions from that place of purity 
and from that place of very good and compassionate intention, but your action ends up leading to suffering in others. What karma are you reaping in that moment? He was a little baffled by that question, but that was something that actually I was considering quite deeply at the time, trying to understand cause and effect and the different layers with which cause and intention can be interpreted. Because the truth is, no matter what you do, if you allow yourself to hear it, someone probably is going to have an opinion that isn't necessarily in alignment with considering your actions from a place of love and wisdom. And that's where self-knowledge comes in. And self-knowledge is an important theme for this week that I'll be talking about in relation to the astrology. Now, the other very interesting exchange I had that I do want to be sure to, to let you guys know was that uh, uh, speaking kind of informally with a Buddhist monk, I started asking him about astrology and Buddhism. And he was like, oh, no, oh, no, we don't do that. And I found that reaction very interesting because there is a very long tradition of astrological practice within a Buddhist tradition, Buddhist communities. And I was interested in asking this monk and exploring with this monk how it fits together, this idea of living in the moment, being completely present, and yet being aware of energies, and yet being aware of which way it is that the energies are going. Now, coming back to Han's understanding of freedom, it's very simple. It's about living in the present moment, being so completely with breath, being so completely existing with existence simultaneously that the future doesn't have any hold on you. The past and the sorrows and the regrets of the past don't have any hold on you. And instead, you are just being. And it is in beingness, which has also been called mindfulness, the complete awareness of your present moment. That is the pathway to freedom, according to Han. Now, how does that fit into these various astrological energies? Many people come to astrology, and what brings us to astrology can be dramatically different. It can be very varied. Each of us is motivated differently. Some people really just want to know the future, and that has its place. We have a long tradition in astrology of wanting to know the future. Uh, some people come uh, because they're very mathematically inclined or they're, you know, nerdy history types. I've got that in me for sure. Um, and so that's part of what motivates them. And then you have a lot of us who come to astrology, like myself, as a spiritual practice, as a desire to understand uh, a universe that is alive with meaning and purpose and to understand what it means to cultivate a relationship with our external environment, a relationship with the sky as part of cultivating meaningful self-knowledge. And that's where the astrology of this week comes in. We do start the week with some lovely energies in Aquarius. And so Aquarius, sure, is a sign that has a very strong sense of self. Earlier today, I was teaching a class on Black Moon Lilith, Power and Sex. And so I previously taught classes on Lilith 
looking at her from a more historical perspective. Uh, but this time I was exploring how it is that she moved towards becoming an icon uh, for modern feminism and sexual empowerment and modern uh, female power as well. How did that happen? And so we looked at how that transition occurred, which was really interesting to explore with the students at Synchronicity University. Uh, one thing that stood out to me that I feel correlates to the sky this week is this idea of self-knowledge. Lilith was this uh, figure who understood herself. She understood what she wanted. And so very briefly, uh, the story goes that uh, God created Adam and Lilith out of clay. So he used the earth and created these two beings and breathed life into them. And once they were uh, breathed life into, once they were animated with spirit, um, they were pronounced for each other, husband and wife. And Adam asked Lilith to lie underneath him and Lilith just wasn't gonna have that. And so she took off to the middle of the Red Sea, screaming. Uh, God tried to reason with her. Well, first Adam came to God and said, help me out. <laughs> she's supposed to be like for me, but she's not listening to me. She's not wanting to do what I'm asking her to do. Um, and so God tried to talk to Lilith. She wasn't hearing it. Um, he sent three of his angels in the middle of the Red Sea to go and talk to her and figure it out. And she wasn't hearing it either. And so here we can see that Lilith on her creation understood something of herself. She had an awareness of who she was and what she wanted. And what she wanted was freedom. What she wanted was agency and travel. And she wanted to roam the world. And no one was going to sway her from that. God could not sway her from that. And this act in and of itself was rebellious. It was rebellious to say, I know myself and I know what I want. That's the direction I'm going to go in. Um, that was frowned upon, especially in a mystical paradigm where one is to seek an understanding of what a higher will for one's life is and to align one's actions with that higher will. And so there are a lot of ways to understand this story, right? This very foundational story of Lilith. Um, but we can see here that self-knowledge and having agency over one's life is sometimes conceptualized as contrary to spiritual life, contrary to civilized society or how a society or family can function. It can't function if people are listening to themselves and doing what they want to do. Now, this is the morality that is presented here. And so as we start the week, we've got the sun meeting a retrograde Mercury in the sign of Aquarius. Now, the sign of Aquarius is one that finds this balance between self-knowledge and understanding what it means to act from that place of being true to oneself. And yet there's also an awareness of one's connection to others. 
It is a social energy. It is an air energy. It's about the exchange of ideas with other people. But at the same time, it's an energy that represents high independence as well. Now, the way that I see this meeting of the sun and a retrograde Mercury is that we may find ourselves very much by happenstance uh, connecting with people that we lost touch with, perhaps acquaintances, perhaps friends. Um, but this is an energy of sort of stumbling upon these people, whether online or in person, and feeling a sense of illumination as to those connections, what they were and how we individually are different now. Where is that balance between understanding the self and acting from your own authentic truth? And is it that we owe other people something? Well, each of us is going to find answers that are uniquely our own. Uh, when we talk about a world that is diverse, we're not just talking about um, the, the superficial diversities, right? So the superficial diversities are uh, ethnicity, our cultures, um, cultural traditions, in my humble opinion, are ultimately uh, just reflecting each other. I mean, we are so much more alike than we are different. But diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, um, that is a powerful place that freedom can be found. And the very best societies allow, again, in my humble opinion, allow that space for a diversity of opinion and thought and expression to take place, honoring the individual, but also understanding that in allowing that freedom, this is something that can unite us in powerful ways. And so I think that some of that awareness may come up and it certainly may be part of what we are talking about as a collective, especially as we begin the week. But the energy is going to shift. Uh, as energy has a tendency to do. So the energy starts to shift on Monday with Mars moving into the sign of Capricorn. Now the ancients conceptualized um, the sky um, and understood the planets as wanting to be in certain signs more than others. And this is a, a traditional astrology understanding of the sky. Uh, that we call essential dignities. And it's this idea that planets in different signs can be at home, they can be exalted, which is they really like to be there, but they can also be the other way, which means they can be in detriment, they can be in fall, in which case they are in signs that they don't really like to be in. They may be encumbered in terms of how they're able to express their energies. And so this brings me back to Lilith with Mars moving into the sign of Capricorn. Um, it is this idea of Mars being exalted in Capricorn, meaning that Mars is able to bring forward its very best qualities. It is here that Mars represents an understanding of self, self-awareness, but also an awareness of one's agency. Mars represents an awareness of one's power, but also an awareness perhaps of where it is that we might be taking action that isn't necessarily aligned with self-knowledge. 
Now, Capricorn as a sign is quite remarkable, uh, but for that matter, all the signs are remarkable. They all have their spiritual wisdom, the things that they can teach us about ourselves, um, and the ways in which they exercise and demonstrate their strengths. And so I spoke about Aquarius uh, demonstrating principles of freedom, uh, principles of individuality, but also an understanding, an innate understanding of how we are intimately connected with others. Well, the sign of Capricorn speaks to our understanding that there is something unique and special that happens when we trust ourselves, when we know ourselves, we know what it is that we want. And we're willing to take action from that place of self-knowledge, from that place of truth. Well, when we do that, we can manifest just about anything we dream to. With patience, with persistence, with determination, we can make incredible things possible. Now, this to me connects somewhat to an understanding of Lilith, right? This idea of self-awareness. This idea of understanding what you want, the agency you have, and how you're going to exercise and use that agency in the world to move yourself towards the life and the manifestations you desire. But we especially see this with Mars exalted in the sign of Capricorn, an awareness and an ability to harness one's power, but also to aim high and to be persistent and determined in the direction that ultimately allows one the cultivation of practical self-respect. The self-respect that comes when you keep the promises you make to yourself, but you also stay present, you stay aware, and you listen to life. You listen to when it is that perhaps what you want may change or may alter slightly or when it is that life is showing you that if you make adjustments, even when you didn't expect to, you may actually be able to that much more fully align with what it is that you want to manifest. In this way, Capricorn teaches us that we can manifest anything that we imagine, that we dream to, that we hope to, that we want to because it is a sign that not only has an awareness of its own power, but it also has the ethic, the sense of responsibility to see and to use that power through to fruition in a way that is meaningful and purposeful. It is either going to be very late Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on where you are on the planet, that Mercury will retrograde back into the sign of Capricorn. Now, this is where Mercury was as we began the month. And so whatever happens now may in some way hearken to what was taking place back then, especially whatever it is that we're talking about, what we're thinking about, including in the media, but in our own lives as well. Now, this move is important for one particular important reason, a phenomenal reason, actually. This is the beginning of the slowing down and the station of Mercury. On Saturday, there are two important celestial connections taking place that I think are going to make a big difference. They will shift our energy, 
They will free us. They will encourage us to live more heart-centered in ways that surprise us. And they will grant us freedom, especially where it is that we stay connected to the power within us to be ourselves and to live from a place of love and compassion. So what is taking place? Well, first on Saturday, it is going to be Mercury that meets Pluto in the sky. At this point, Mercury is slowing down to a standstill, will go direct next week. Now consider this, it was back in December that Venus slowed down to a standstill, hand in hand with Pluto, and went retrograde in the middle of December, hand in hand with Pluto. Now, here comes Mercury mirroring those steps in a way, except this time Mercury slowing down to a standstill, hand in hand with Pluto, preparing to go direct, hand in hand with Pluto. Mercury meeting Pluto will invite us to see the events of December with a healthy detachment, will invite us to bring an intellectual energy, which was previously perhaps a very immersive, emotion-filled journey, and thereby helping us to make sense of the events of December, what it has meant for us so far, but also what it's going to mean for us going forward from here. But there's something else that's happening that I'm so excited to tell you about. And that is Venus going direct on Saturday while holding a supremely harmonious alignment with Uranus. Now, Uranus and Venus are not going to align exactly. They're off by a few minutes, which is less than a degree. But these two planets... Moving slowly, Uranus already moves slow. <laughs> Venus slowing down to a standstill, slowly going direct, officially direct on Saturday. Well, both of these energies are high in their power. It was Uranus last week that went direct. Now it's Venus's turn. And this is a chance to see the entire Venus retrograde season differently in some way. For some of us, where it was that the events of December felt burdensome, felt difficult, it is also going to be Venus direct, trine Uranus, that is going to, in an instant, help us to see this larger Venus retrograde season so far differently in some way, in a way that empowers us, that liberates us, and that brings with it genuine happiness as well. Where it felt that there were entanglements and burdens, we may feel released of them in an instant. Where it was that we needed to remember what love that includes freedom and authenticity looks like and feels like, well, many of us may welcome in the reminder through a surprise experience that delivers the lesson. What I love about this week for us, well, it's got to be Venus going direct. I think this is so powerful and so meaningful for us. Um, I did do a whole Venus retrograde special horoscope where I talked about all these major turning point events as part of the larger Venus retrograde season at length. And I will link to that video below. But suffice it to say, 
This is perhaps one of the most important peak moments as part of the Venus retrograde season that we have been in since mid-November when Venus went into shadow while trying Uranus and especially since mid-December when Venus went retrograde. As Venus now goes direct, she's still going to be in shadow into the first days of March. And I'll be here to talk about it every step of the way, of course. But this energy truly is remarkable and I find it so fascinating because we truly have run uh, a gamut where it comes to our understanding of love as part of our own unique journey. For some, this has meant love for yourself, love for where you are, love for what you do, love for others. And for some, it's meant romantic love as well. But it is now that we reach an important moment where a lot of the learning comes together, but we also are empowered in some way as well. Happiness and authenticity can be restored, in some cases in an instant, in a way that feels especially fortunate. Sometimes some journeys are not always easy, but in retrospect, we can see that they were worth navigating. They were worth taking. And I do think for a lot of us out there, it is likely to be Venus trying Uranus that is going to be such a moment, helping us to reflect on, to understand the larger Venus retrograde season and knowing that the journey towards greater love and greater wisdom is always worth taking. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. Now, of course, if you want to know how all these energies this week are speaking to you in your sign, you can log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you can get expanded, exclusive video scopes for each and every sign, each and every week for as low as just $3 a month with Choose Your Membership Rate. Now, higher tiers get you things like all-access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more, all of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there. I do want to extend a very special burst of gratitude um, it is Superstars that is five years old, about this week, or maybe late last week. But yes, Superstar is five years old. And I just want to thank everybody out there. This week was quite remarkable in that there were a lot of new signups, and it did surprise me. And so I don't know if somebody posted something nice on a different page or what, but uh, whatever part of your spiritual journey I play, and however it is that you found your way to me, whether on YouTube or Superstar, I thank you. Whether it is that you are one of the people who joined this last week, or whether it is uh, that you've been with me from the very start and for the last five years, or whether it is that you watch me on YouTube and have for the last 13 years, uh, almost 14 now, but I, I just thank you. Thank you for being a part of my journey and seeing me a part of yours. I truly am so grateful for it. Synchronicity University has incredible classes happening now and coming up this March. 
And some of these classes, especially the ones coming up in March, are choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class happening right now. So let's talk about some of these classes. My own classes are underway as part of the winter session at Synchronicity University. Um, I mentioned earlier, earlier today, I taught the first of two parts looking at Black Moon Lilith, Power and Sex, and that is now available for download. And so for those of you who couldn't join live but are signed up, you should get the download right about now. And for everybody else, uh, you can purchase the single class now as well. Next week, we're going to look at Palace Athena, part two, an aspect of planets and points. So we're continuing on with these goddess asteroids, and I think that class is going to be a whole lot of fun. We've got incredible classes coming up later on in the winter session, including astrological timing for beauty routines. Uh, this is going to be a really fun class. I am always asked by my mom. My mom and I both have like really strong Venus placements. I do enjoy all things Venusian. And so to me, this class is really about you celebrating your unique beauty, but also understanding what astrological aspects are best for different types of beauty treatments. And we are going to go there, let me tell you. Uh, we're going to be looking at a lot of different treatments from tattoos to cosmetic procedures to injectables to your hair, uh, uh, pampering, facials, and so much more, buying makeup, buying clothes, all of it. So wherever it is you are in your relationship with Venus, um, I'm sure that you will find a way to tap into this class to, again, celebrate your unique beauty, however it is you understand it and however it is that you define it. And we've got lots of other incredible classes coming up as well. Classes on the Ascendant, on the Sun and the Astrology Chart, the Midheaven, and so much more. And so, check it out. Single classes are now available. Link is in the description below. Synchronicity University presents the one and only Cameron Allen, presenting a five-week course on medical astrology, a holistic approach, as only Cameron Allen can teach it. Well, let me tell you, this class, a lot of people are signing up. Uh, he might just break a record here at the rate in which it's going. I might have to upgrade our Zoom plan, and I'm so happy to do that because it is truly Cameron Allen that has such wisdom, has such insight when it comes to an understanding of medical astrology. He taught a single class last year and he was so popular, students asked for him to come back right away. And this class looks at planets, it looks at signs, um, it really helps you to understand the chart so much more holistically, houses as well, and so much more. And so you can learn a lot more about Cameron's five-week class, which is right now choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class an unheard of rate for this caliber of teacher, for this caliber of learning. But Synchronicity University is famous for choose your tuition rate, and I'm so proud of that, of making these high-quality astrology classes so accessible to so many people. It really is such a joy. And so learn more about Cameron's class. Link is in the description below, or visit synchronicityuniversity.com. Synchronicity University March 2022 speaker series is coming up and is choose your tuition rate for a limited time as low as just $5 a class. And we've got some incredible teachers coming up with this speaker series. 
Zamboni Funk, who taught at Synchronicity University before, was so popular. Well, he's coming back. Zamboni is going to talk about Mercury retrogrades in 2022. I know a lot of people are going to be interested in that. Kira Sutherland uh, is a friend of mine. She's going to look at the first and sixth houses, specifically where it comes to your health and your eating habits. And she is one of a very select few people who truly is recognized around the world as an expert in holistic health astrology. And so I'm very pleased uh, to be sharing her with everybody at Synchronicity University. Now, my friend Tara Al uh, co-wrote this book, Astrology by Moonlight, and this is exploring the relationship between moon phases and planets to improve and illuminate your life. And so she is going to be teaching a class based on this book, and I'm really looking forward to that. We are going to have Terry Mytofer. Now, Terry is a a dear, I have to tell you, she's been so wonderful um, in her spiritual guidance to me as a medium that I'm so pleased to present her to you. And she's going to be looking at mediumship through the signs. And so she is a medium. Um, as I said, she helped me a lot. It was just over a year ago that I ended a seven-year relationship. And uh, her wisdom, her insights meant so much to me with the readings that she did for me. And so now she's going to help you to understand mediumship through the signs with this very special talk that she is going to be giving. And my brilliant friend, Laura, is a rising star in astrology today. Uh, she has started to do talks. She's really starting to gain a lot of ground, and I'm so very proud of her. She absolutely deserves every single success that's happening for her. And she's going to be teaching on esoteric astrology. So there really is so much to look forward to this March 2022 speaker series. It is choose your tuition rate for a limited time as low as just $5 a class. And you can learn more. Link is in the description below. Now this week at Synchronicity University, our ongoing speaker series is in full effect. My friend Margaret Gray is going to be teaching on healing relationship patterns this week. Uh, single classes are available for purchase now at synchronicityuniversity.com. And of course, I'm so proud that the one and only Stormy Grace is going to be Continuing her class on business and astrology, let's work smarter, not harder. Students are loving her class, and so she's going to continue her series with us now. Again, single classes are available for that also. Keep in mind, this Monday, um, I am going to be part of Stormy School with her YouTube Astrology Academy. And so I've taught a class, it's pre-recorded, on Sinistry, an introduction to planets in synastry astrology, which is basically relationship astrology. And so that is going to air. I'll be available for Q&A around the same time as well. All of that is happening on Monday, which is 11 a.m. Mountain Time. And so I hope that you'll join us over at Stormy's channel. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And thank you. Thank you so much for this moment with you. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for your love, all of it, your healing vibes, the wonderful comments and messages I've been receiving. I'm so grateful for it. Thank you.
And I hope that you have an incredible week with these amazing aspects that we are going to be moving towards. And of course, Venus Direct. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'm sure a lot of you out there can't wait for that as well. That should be a very nice aspect, very welcome, and I hope very joyous for everybody out there. Well, thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.